Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. This show was created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we're excited to have palm reader James Devine on our show. James Devine has been studying palmistry for over 34 years and is the creator of the Divine Hand Method, blending modern observations of body language and gestures with traditional metaphysical correspondences. His mission is to transform palmistry from a shadowy occult practice to an enlightened method of revealing our greatest potential. James is also High Priest of Spectrum Grove in Seattle having practiced in the sylvan tradition of witchcraft since 1998. He teaches palmistry, an apprenticeship program, presents workshops across the country on various esoteric and magical topics, and is currently working on his first book. James lives in Seattle with his husband and their partner and is a proud stepdad and grandpa. Find James at thedivinehand.com. True Palmistry can be defined as the art and science of reading palms in an effort to study one's past, present, and future potential. It's one of the most highly regarded divination practices. The genesis of palmistry is uncertain, but one theory suggests that it may have begun in ancient India. It then traveled to China, Persia, Tibet, Egypt, Mesopotamia, and Greece, where the practice was substantially developed. After a brief hiatus, palmistry blossomed again in the 17th century the Renaissance era, and it experienced another resurgence in the 19th and 20th centuries when it was studied and practiced by cerebral minds such as Swiss psychologist and psychiatrist Carl Jung. There are many variations in palmistry methods. However, all methods involve the same fundamental practice of examining the lines that crisscross the palm and interpret their meanings. So stay tuned for more of this episode of Go Beyond the Veil, where we'll dive deeper into palmistry its methods, how and why it works, and how we can use it to bring more clarity into our lives. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. What would it be like to deeply remember the secrets of your soul so that you can travel the unknown with confidence and genuinely sit back, relax, enjoying life without all the everyday worries? I'm Jen Shen, a mystic mentor who guides you to align and amplify your soul's true mission. Get healing, clarity around your next steps, release unresolved guilt, agreements, and karma so that you can fulfill your purpose and reach your utmost potential while experiencing true freedom. 
Awaken the Soul Power Within You today with me, Gender Shen. Learn more at gendershen.com. That's J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E.com. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to this episode of Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month and every second Sunday on KBKW and also on Cape Town Zone Radio as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today we have the pleasure of having palm reader James Devine on our show. Hi, James. Hello. Thanks for being here in the studio today. I am thrilled to be here (laughs) in person in the studio. (laughs) All right. So when did you discover palmistry and what drew you to practicing it? Yeah, I was 11 years old, just a little kid, and I discovered a pamphlet in my grandparents' attic. And like any 11-year-old, you discover something, and, oh, I can do that. So I read my brother's palm and um, after reading this pamphlet, and my brother went to my Italian Catholic mother and said, Jim read my palm. (laughs) And my Italian Catholic mother turned immediately to me and snap pointed and said, don't do that. It's devil worship. So I never read another poem until I was 16 and started to rebel. And in my little hometown um, of Tucson, Arizona, I set up for tips in my, in a little Bohemian cafe and started every once in a while reading poems. And it was amazing because people just kept responding with wow, that's amazing. I can't believe you knew that about me. Mm-hmm. And I um, have been reading poems since I was 16, ever since. And now I'm 51. So I'm wondering what at 16 reminded you of palmistry? Oh, just it has, I think from 11 to 16, I had always been interested in the spiritual. I was a deeply spiritual kid. Um, I was raised very devoutly Catholic, so I was pulled um, but, and, and interested in Catholicism and the deep spirituality of Catholicism. And at the same time, um, and sort of um, the, the thing that pulled me in the other direction was also um, a fascination with magic and with fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So I had these two narratives happening at the same time. I felt in fifth grade the calling of the priesthood and very, very sure and absolutely certain that I was going to become a, a Catholic priest. And at the, and also a fascination with wizards and with this idea that people can wield magic and going out into the desert and feeling the, the power in the earth itself and drawing sigils on, in the sand and standing in the middle of them and, and pretending that I could, you know, uh, um, control the weather as a monsoon would come in and <laughs> just these fabulous experiences and feeling the the spirit in church and, and the mm. majesty of ritual. So all these things as a kid and mm-hmm. um, trying to rectify those. And then as a 16-year-old kind of rebelling um, 
And then eventually, you know, through my coming out as being gay and realizing, and in addition to sort of realizing that Catholicism couldn't really contain everything I believed about what the divine is, that the divine is so much more than that, mm. that the divine is not just a kind old man in a, in a throne, that even though that was my experience, I had a really good Catholic experience, that the divine is more than that, that the divine could be female, that the divine could be, you know, sexual, that the divine could be loving, that the divine could be everything. And so that brought me into this more new age, uh, free thinking, open-minded experience. That's beautiful. Kind of going off and defining your own path. Yes. Yeah. What a what a rebel oh, coming out of the spiritual rebel. closet and helping people. I know. I came out of many closets. <laughs> many closets. <laughs> many closets. The closets keep the doors. It's like this holographic door that keeps opening and opening. <laughs> That's great. So I, I wanted to ask, is palmistry more about future predictions or would you say it's just a self-awareness tool? Yes. <laughs> I know. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, dang it. Why do I ask those questions? So palmistry, um, one of the things that frustrated me about palmistry in my early years is I kept finding that the books as written on palmistry and still the most of the books written today are very fatalistic. What does that mm -hmm. word mean? That means if you have this particular line on your hand in this particular way, or this particular mark or feature on your hand, you are destined or fated to have this particular thing happen. Hmm. And invariably, that thing doesn't happen or isn't true for you or is a negative thing that is such a terrible prediction for you. And I found that that is either A, not helpful, or B, not true, or that there's such a different take that I have about those things. So your question is, does palmistry predict the future? So uh, this is what I say. I created my own method. I created the divine hand method as a way to take the core of the ancient wisdom of palmistry, which originated in India and spread across the world, and, and taking those Western ideas that were developed in Greece, your intro is exactly right, and modernizing it for today's social understanding mm -hmm. and sociology and, and, and culture. So what we have is, the Divine Hand Method says palmistry observes patterns, not predictions. So what does that mean? If you have a pattern of dating that certain type of man, <laughs> well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. I can tell you, girl, you, you're going to get dumped just like last time. And you see it in the hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, you it doesn't the take the pattern. Well, it doesn't take you know, a, a palm reader to tell for you all <laughs> listening to know that girlfriend is going to head for that same damn breakup she had last time. So when we look at the patterns in the palm, we can say, well, this pattern is there, but we know that that's also a pattern for greatness depending on how you use it. So the hand will show us patterns. Now, what's the prediction? That's up to you. And I would also imagine giving that fatalistic or having that fatalistic approach would then allow the reader or the person to get hooked on to that outcome. It's right? an unfortunate thing. You can you find that fatalistic readers can now not everyone. There's a lot of readers out there that use a fatalistic approach who are honest and wonderful. Mm -hmm. But there are a number of fatalistic readers out there that use this for nefarious purposes. They can manipulate and they can con people by saying, oh, honey, darling, 
you have uh, this horrible fate on your hands and here's a $2,000 candle that will take it away. <laughs> and that's a con. So yeah, There's a lot of that out there. Unfortunately, right. there's a, a bit of it, yes. Well, and then also it doesn't allow room for that because the hands change. It, so, it doesn't allow for two things. One, it doesn't allow space for free will, right. which is you have the ability to use your weaknesses, what you perceive as your weaknesses for strengths, and it doesn't allow for, yes, exactly, for your hands to change, which they do. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, your hands change all the time. Yeah. So let's get into some of the mechanics. What do our fingers represent? Each of the fingers um, are sprout from the, the palm, the base of the palm. At the base of your palm, the fingers come from something called a mount. So at the base of the palm, that's what defines the finger um, in my method. So you have the fingers, which rep- how you use the finger is the same as what the finger means. Mm-hmm. So let's use an example. So everyone listening, how do you use your index finger? You are going to use your index finger to, um, oh, hey, right, how, how do I, worry? where's the bathroom? It's that way. It's that way. So what he did, because you can't see him, is he took his right hand and pointed his index finger and pointed to the right, which is out the door, down the hall, back past the desk, and to the left, to the bathroom. I mean, that's basically what he was telling me with his index finger. The index finger directs, leads, points the way. It's also how we find fortune. It's how we direct to expansion. It's the way forward. Well, Mm -hmm. what does that remind you of? Jupiter, the planet of fortune and leadership and power and, and agency and sovereignty and expansion. So this is the index finger, and it's how we use it in life, how we use the middle finger. <laughs> right? I don't know what you're talking about. This is how when someone is violating rules, boundaries, limits, and when karma or destiny is not present, we will use the middle finger and extend that middle finger to let them know that they're violating rules, boundaries, and limits. And maybe uh, two words, you know, the FU, right? And this um, is this the planet Saturn. So each of the fingers represents a different archetype on the hand. And then how you're using that, I read hand gesture, and you can read celebrities who are waving or politicians that are waving. I do this on my Instagram. People love it. I'll read a celebrity as they're waving or, uh, or a politician. Johnny <laughs> Depp, when his injury, I read injuries to the hand. That means a lot. Yeah, we were going to ask you about oh, that. Oh, th- those things. Yeah. <laughs> so when we get to that later in the show, stay tuned. Because when we get to that later in the show, you'll want to hear about it. All these things mean something on the fingers and on the hands. It's really fun. So is it that you're reading the gestures on the fingers and not lines or anything like that? So I'm reading mostly the gesture of the entire hand. And then we get into the lines that are on the palm itself. Got it. There are some lines on the fingers that mean something, but yeah, and everything do, can mean something. Are the fingers different on each hand as far as the meanings go? That's an awesome question. So your right hand rep- represents your public life. So even if you're left-handed, it doesn't matter. Your right hand represents you in your public life. So at work, at school, at the grocery store, at when you're volunteering for that you know, fundraising thing, that's going to be represented on your right hand. Hmm. And your left hand is your internal self. So how you're working on yourself or also in your personal family with close friends. So your left hand is your internal, so your sort of your personal life and your right hand is your public life. Are you always staring at everyone's gestures? (laughs) That's a really interesting question. And it comes down to neurobiology. Hmm. Thankfully... I can turn it off. 
we are programmed to map to each other's facial expressions. So you can't turn that off. But I have to make an effort to look at someone's palms and someone's hand gesture. So that is not always on neurobiologically in our in our makeup as humans. So thankfully, I'm not always um, looking at someone's hands, but I can always look at someone's hands and tell what's going on. But it's not like it's intrusive on me all the time. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I went to a toe reading class and it's the same with the feet. The right foot represents how you are physically outward. And then the left foot represents how you are spiritually. Yes. Like inward journey. Yes. Toe reading is so fascinating. I think that's a, from Japan mostly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Okay. Well, so, go ahead. I was going to say, what about your right hand versus our left hand? Yeah. Oh, I thought I just went into that. What do you mean? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yes, and yes, your right hand versus your left hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you talk about some of the major lines that are yes. represented? At the top of your hand, just below your fingers, we have the headline. And the headline starts underneath the pinky finger. And everyone is looking at their hand now, so that's totally fine. Stare at your hand, and you'll notice. As long as you're not driving. Uh, yeah, not if you're driving. <laughs> if you're driving, stare at the road or pull over, and then we can do this together. But at the top of your hand, if you look below your fingers and underneath the pinky, on the pinky side of your hand, there's a line that begins there and goes from under your pinky across your hand. Sometimes it swoops up to you know, the fingers, and sometimes it just goes straight across. But that thing, that line at the top of your palm is your heart line, as mm -hmm. in the thing beating in the middle of your chest. And this, this is the pattern of emotional processing. This is how your emotions work. It tells us a lot about how your emotions are. If the line goes up and touches or tries to touch the crease at the bottom of your fingers, then that is a very emotional person. That's a person who's um, very compassionate. If it's straight across the hand, then that's a very dispassionate person, a person who keeps their emotions more inside. So there's two basic ways to look at the heart line. Mm -hmm. The next line down, which starts on the other side of the hand, it starts between the index finger and the thumb, and it goes from that spot across the hand the other direction towards the, um, towards the pinky side of the hand. That's called the headline. How's your headline? Haven't had any complaints. Um, <laughs> um, that, <laughs> that headline um, is the, the way in which you think about things, so your mental mm -hmm. processing. And if it's a long headline, that's someone who, if, if you've ever taken the Myers-Briggs personality yeah. profile, that letter at the end is so often associated with this line. If that line is very long, meaning it goes beyond the ring finger, that's associated with a final letter P, which is perceiving or someone who likes to um, pro likes to ponder decisions, doesn't like to have decisions made, likes to have options. Mm -hmm. If it's short like mine, that is someone who likes to a J. That's a person who likes to have decisions made and just, you know, make the decision and have it done. And then the lifeline wraps around the thumb and long lifelines do not mean long life necessarily. And short lifelines do not mean short life necessarily. The lifeline wraps around the thumb and starts at the same spot as the headline. 
And those long lifelines are old soul people. They're here to complete lessons, can sometimes have a heavy bur- feel like they have a heavy burden mm-hmm. in this lifetime. And short lifelines can feel free, um, like they're here to enjoy life and to um, be ha- have a lot of frolic time and, and just enjoy life, but can sometimes feel a little bit shallow and like probably aren't going to come to you for a palm reading. <laughs> Do you ever see a hand where they only have one? Yes. Oh, very occasionally, there are some people that only have, don't have a separate heart line or headline at the top of their hand and just have one line across. That is a, um, rel- just about 10% of the people have that um, difference, and that's called the Simeon line. Mm. If you look up the Simeon line, this is a great question because, a great prompt, because the Simeon line in traditional palmistry is seen as something terrible, the suicide line. Oh, it's Mm. awful. Because in the Victorian era, which is where this comes from, if your head and your heart are combined, oh, you might, a a woman might be prone to do whatever she feels (laughs) or her mind and her heart might be combined together. Ah, how, what a scandal, right? Well, of course, in Victorian you know, aesthetic, that would be awful. But hello, it's 2022. Give me a break, right? (laughs) So in today's thinking, this is incredible integrity between your head and your heart. I don't know if you've noticed, but the world doesn't have a lot of integrity. Have you noticed that? Anyone? (laughs) Occasionally. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the understanding. (laughs) The world is lacking some integrity. So people with this Simeon line can still be driven a little bit crazy by our modern society because of the lack of integrity that exists. So people with the Simeon line, often you'll find they have to run their own thing. They have to have their own way. They, they have to sometimes run their own business or develop their own method of doing things. They have to have a lot of integrity in the world. Um, and so it's a really wonderful line to use for its strengths. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, it's an important thing. There's a lot of negative things on the hand that we can look at that way. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com.
Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook as well as Instagram, and check out our podcast on SoundCloud. Today we have the pleasure of having palm reader James Devine on our show. All right. Well, we wanted to know if there's something that you can pick out on our hands in the studio since you're here. <laughs> Yay, fun. All right, so this is palmistry on the radio. <laughs> so I'll do my best to describe what's happening. So what's happening is Sakura is showing me her hands. And what I'm having her do is hold her hands up, kind of like it's a stick up or I'm like, hands up, you know, like when you're a kid. <laughs> and what Sakura is doing is she's holding her hands out and her middle two fingers, so in both of her hands, she's doing a very symmetrical pose with her hands. Her middle two fingers, her middle finger and her ring finger are being held more closely together and her index finger and her pinky are being held more more further out and apart. Kind of like if you imagine Spock doing Live Long and Prosper, but then you make it the opposite way. Like instead of holding the two outer fingers apart, you're holding the two inner fingers together. So what this means is this shows that on both hands, so both in Sakura's outer life, her public life, and her personal life, there's because the hands are are similar that she's doing this, there's an integrity between how Sakura expresses herself publicly and how she expresses herself privately are very similar. And what this expression is, is your ethics, rules, and boundaries, which is represented by your middle finger. So your, your, um, your constructs, your ethical constructs, and your ego, your identity, which is the ring finger, are linked. Hmm. So you identify yourself as, as with your ethical constructs. So when you have an identity about something, it is, I am this person. Those are the things that stick with you and that you are going to fight for, that you're going to be a stand for in a really strong way. 
some the the overuse of that skill is you can be a bulldozer with those things. You can be the caution is being a little bit of a of a zealot or a, a um a this is the way the world there are aliens like and people are like um I don't know if there's it no seriously my way or the highway right there can be a little bit of that but I would take that over because the integrity that you have the identity that you have this is an amazing amazing trait so that's one thing that I really love about that the other thing that's happening is your can you lift your elbow off the table yeah so the other thing that's happening you can relax now um she she is holding her thumb, her left thumb out further than her right thumb. So the left, the thumbs indicate your proclivity for taking action. Will you take action? And so this is a little pro tip for everyone listening. You can tell whether someone is going to take action or do something by the position of their thumb. If somebody's thumb is out or open, they're go, like they're going to catch the ball. You can tell they're going to take action or they're in a state of taking action. If their thumb is in or relaxed, they are not going to take action despite what they're saying. Mm. So your right hand, the thumb is more, is closer to the palm, but your left hand, the thumb is out and more of an, at a 90 degree angle. This tells me that there are personal life stuff. There's personal life stuff happening in your life right now. That's where a lot of your action or doing is happening, <laughs> is in your personal life. And your public life, that's where you're doing what's what needs to be done. It's fine. You can totally take action in those places. But your personal life is in some ways taking a lot of the attention or the energy. And that's where you're having to do a lot of things right now. Now, body language is temporary, but that's just what's happening mm -hmm. right now. Does that match? Yeah, that's what's like happening? a home remodel, you mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> Does that fit that? Amazing. <laughs> You're also pushing that index finger, hyperextending the index finger on your left side. Uh -huh. So that is also, I didn't think I'd have to manage something, but I'm having to manage it. Mm. Like I'm like having to lead something that you didn't really want to lead. Mm. So I wonder if there's um, slacking by your general contractor or <laughs> you're having. No, it's my family. <laughs> or if you're having to, you're having to like lead something that you're like, yeah. I did not want to have to manage this crap. Yeah, type of thing. So anyway, that's just a little Thank bit about you. your hand gesture. Of yeah. course, there's so much more in your lines, your ancestry and all this other stuff that's coming through, but we could be here for for, for days. Readings are usually an hour. So oh, that's, gosh, I mean, yeah. and I never have, I never even get well, to everything. Yeah, that. spot on. Uh, Super great. fun, right? It was spot on for you? Yes, definitely. So fun. All right, it's my turn. Yes. Okay. It's your turn. Let's do this. Are you scared? Um, a little bit. Why? Be gentle. I'm just kidding. No, I'm. No, let's do it. And Is now it that scary? you got no, tips no, about me, no, you I'm can't a... try to manufacture. Oh, yeah. You know. I know now. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go somewhere else with your hands. So, the element of your hands. So this is another thing that I read. So what I did with Sakura's hands is read the hand gesture. But what I'm going to read on your hands is the element of your hands. So you have something called the dust hand. So in my method, there are 16 hand types and they're all elements and element combinations. So you have the earth hand plus the air hand. So earth and air. So you can relax your hands now. The earth is the element of the tangible. So for people with earth hands, they're very interested in what is real, what is tangible, what can I get my what can I experience with my five senses? 
The air quality is the quality of logic, rationality, intellect. So people with earth are, how do we make it real? And, and the air is, have we made a list? Have we mapped that out? What's the logic behind it? When you bring those together, this is the concepts and the planning behind the tangible. So if you and I were going to go on a hike, you would say, okay, have we mapped it out? What, what's the time we're going to meet? Like, what's the plan? What time are we going to be back? Have we plan? Have we like, where's the outline? All that kind of stuff. If, if you were going to, if I was like, Rory, I'm going to buy a new truck. You'd be like, whoa, Jimbo, have, have you done your budget? Like, <laughs> why do you need a new car? Didn't you just get a new car? Wait, red? You know, this gets pulled <laughs> over more. You know, there would be all these sort of like, you know, good sort of like brotherly type of questions that were like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, that's the sort of earth and air sort of coming together, planning type of thing. Very common that a, that a earth and air person would bring that together. If you were at a party, people would have all kinds of ideas and you can totally take those ideas. And then you're always thinking, how do we make that real? How do we bring that into physical reality? How would we manifest that? So, um, the two elements that are the most adored in our modern society are earth and air. We get, we pay people and reward people with the element of earth, with coins and dollars and houses and cars and all those things. That's what our society is really sort of un, imbalanced in appreciating is earth. And we have learned in this age of Aquarius to commodify air. So we can take ideas and technology and communication, and we've learned to commodify that and turn it into earth. So people with dust hands, earth and air, often are able to be pretty successful in manifestation in our modern society because they get how the commodification of air and how the earth plane works. The challenge with this is they can get pretty disgusted with the shallowness of it and how earth can be so deep and spiritual, like your church can often be a place of natural beauty or a place of physical beauty, and people can just sort of trash it or not see its spiritual depth. And air, the, the, in, the intellect, the, the communicated, the technology can also have a lot of really deep spirituality that people can use and, and sort of neglect the deep spiritual aspects of. And that can be very frustrating for people who have an air hand. So um, for the dust hand, that can be the, the thing that can be challenging. And what were you looking at? To the sh- oh, yes. Great question. So what I look at to, ev- to evaluate the element is the shape of the hand. It's the hardest thing for me to teach because it takes the most experience. You need to be looking at palms for years before you really get how to read the elements of someone's hand because you need to have a lot of comparisons of people's hands to be able to do that. Do the elements correlate with his astrological sign? They, they are not going to necessarily be the same, but how your astrology and your palmistry connect, this is how I look at it. Your astrology is like the weather system that follows you around. It, it impacts you greatly. If you have um, the weather system of, you know, you're a cancer with a Taurus moon and a Virgo rising, okay, then you have like, water, earth, earth, right? And so you have this clay sort of makeup of your, like your sun and your moon and your rising. So that's a really cool, like um, water and earth, fabulous, right? And then you've got these fire hands 
oh my gosh, well, that also explains why your chart doesn't totally ex- like describe you mm-hmm. because you've always had this dynamism. You've always had this ability to transform things, right? And it's, oh, I see this. So your hands, your palmistry is how you actually reach out and your metaphys- your embodied metaphysical identity shows up in your hands or in other uh, divination done on your on your body. That's your embodied metaphysical identity versus your astrological metaphysical identity, which is sort of your backdrop and how that is. So I'm so does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So Ray, I'm curious, did that um element did those elements match you? Definitely. Yeah. It's so or him. do you feel that you're more <laughs> water? Are you more an emotional person, deeply <laughs> emotional, and that's what really drives you? No, I mean I'm definitely really good at planning and getting things done and organizing and it's it's a lot of how I spent my life in work. So yeah, yeah. interesting. It comes very naturally. Like yeah. it's a really easy thing for me to do. And it's, even your recent road trip, right? Oh no, I let the other person plan my road trips. And it was <laughs> it was aggravating oh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, oh, you were aggro because <laughs> really it needed to be planned by you. It needed to be planned by you. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> okay, right. this is really fun. I love it when it's so effortless. Sometimes I feel like I'm cheating because I can just read your hand so effortlessly uh-huh. and tell you like what's up. And people are like, wow, so amazing. I'm like, it's so easy because I've just been doing it for so long. It's effortless to look Second at your nature. hands and reflect back to you the beauty of you and how amazing you are. The one of the, what I love best about reading palms is just how fantastic you are and finding what palmistry is perceived to be. Is like, oh my God, you're going to tell me when I'm going to die or I'm afraid that you'll tell me my marriage is going to be wrecked or I've had clients come to me where palm readers have told them these horrible things. And I am here to tell you the best thing about palmistry from me and from people that I've trained is you will discover the most amazing things about you <laughs> and how to map your path to your ha- your greatest happiness and anything you desire. It, the keys for that and the path for that is in your ha- is in your palm. Just like any really good astrologer who's positive and who understands how astrology really works will map the path to your greatest desire through astrology too. That's the, those are the readers that we really are looking for. I love that. You could tell how passionate he is. Um, I know. I want a full reading. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you need one. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? 
Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Today, we have the pleasure of having palm reader James Devine on our show. Okay, James, so do our hands change? Yes all the time and in subtle ways in small ways so it, your hands can change in really big ways like if you decided Rory to change your job and become a bricklayer your musculoskeletal structure on your hand will change your hands will become far more muscular you, your skin will become more rough because laying them bricks you know, will change your hand and you'll get these big, massive muscle hands, right? Um, and, and that will obviously change how we read your hands. If you start playing guitar, you'll your musculoskeletal structure and the calluses that form on your fingertips from picking the strings, that will change your hands. But also in subtle ways, as you're having stress in your life or other things come up in your life and you grip that steering wheel more, you know, stress with a more stress that will subtly change the lines in your hands. Those all show up in your hands physically. And of course, those physical transformations come with metaphysical transformations. So th they, they work together. Anything that is metaphysical also shows up in some way, physical, uh, meta physical, they, <laughs> they are together. I don't, actually believe that, and I have not yet experienced, that things that are magical or spiritual only exist in the ether or in the astral. They always have a physical signature of some kind. And that is what is so, why we use the word metaphysical in, in, in my mind is they, ha they exist mentally, spiritual, they exist physically, mentally, or, or psychologically, and spiritually, and they show up in these ways. So that is how your hands change. As they change physically, they express psychological changes, they express phys uh, spiritual changes. So you'll see that show up in the hands. 
Now, how do past lives show up in our hands? Oh my gosh. Now that is an amazing question. And no one ever asks me that on any interviews. So I think this is a oh first. Boy. This is first. <laughs> it's my favorite topic. Any of the interviews that um, you will ever hear me on past lives. So the palm of your hand that we look at, when you look down at your palm of your hand, that is what's going on right now. The past lives show up, and I don't know of anyone who reads this way, but I pick up on past life information on the border of your hand, of your palm, as your palm goes to the back of your hand. So I read like relationships, like past life connections to the relationships as the on the pinky, underneath the pinky, and as those relationship lines um, head over to the knuckle on the back of the pinky. And I read past life information coming in on the lifeline as um, that lifeline travels and gathers information from the back of the hand between the index finger and the thumb. So there's information that I can glean from past lives. There's also, so, so yeah, so that's where I get past life information from on the palm. And sometimes that triggers or, or stimulates psychic information to be downloaded for me. So I see the past life stuff coming in from the back of the hand. I have not developed, just to be clear, I have not developed a back of the hand method of reading, Mm -hmm. um, but that would be cool one day to do. But on the edges of the hand, that liminal edge of the palm, that's where I pick up on past life information. And I've had some amazing uh, information. Yeah, what kind up. of, why would the information present itself and does it always present itself? It often does. So the past life information is useful because you are here. Um, when I'm reading your lifeline and your fate line, I read those together. And the past life gives, and I think we're often working on lessons that could be gleaned from multiple past lives in this life. So it isn't always just one lesson like, I was, I had this, I was Cleopatra in a past life and that's what I'm working on. There's probably several people who are, many people who have Cleopatra archetype in this lifetime Mm -hmm. because that's a big personality and there's a lot of people working that karma or that energy. That's totally appropriate for more than one person to have experienced that archetype of Cleopatra legitimately in their past life. And this sort of holographic aspect is really legit. And people can also have one very uh, extraordinary experience of a particular person that we can actually look up. We've actually, people have looked up a particular person and found that person that actually existed. It's amazing Mm. past life stuff. So I don't have that level of information. I'm just saying past lives are cool. Okay. So (laughs) past life information on the palm is interesting because it helps put into context how I'm reading fate line, lifeline, what you're trying to resolve, why stuff happened to you. You can see sometimes I have clients that come in and they've had lots of abuse or difficulty in their childhood. And when there's past life information that comes in, it sometimes gives really good context as to why and how and what that, what that experience is for. One of the things that was revealed to me that blew my mind is, and this is very maybe controversial, but One of the most efficient ways, as difficult and as cruel as it is, one of the most efficient ways to download vast amounts of information into our bodies is through a traumatic event. Mm. Think about how when you're in a car accident, 
you rem- you just everything is in slow motion. That's a vast amount of information that we remember. And anyone who's experienced any kind of trauma, although we might block it out, there's a vast amount of information downloaded in that. Mm-hmm. So these sort of traumatic experiences that we might have as kids or as young people, we can also say, yes, they were traumatic experiences. Yes, we bring perpetrators to justice. Yes, I am all about the justice that needs to happen in this life. And they are also can be reframed and also framed as these are downloads of past life experiences that have set you up to work on these lessons in this life as well. So it happened to you and we will bring those people to justice because that is their karma and our responsibility to do that. And it happened for you, mm-hmm. for you to work that karma and, and work those lessons as well and for you to elevate too. And yeah. so I think both of those things show up and we can see that in the hand a lot of times. That's really interesting. So how about uh, injuries? Oh, yes. So injuries on the hand. So moving from traumatic <laughs> past to traumatic present, I cut a paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> Why is a paper cut so damn painful? That is so wrong. Yes. But so people can injure their hands. So I just put a post um, not too long ago. I read um, a client on Mercer Island, actually, who had amputated fingers. It was so fascinating. Um, but injuries can happen to the hand. We just saw the Johnny Depp trial where he lost a little portion of his middle finger. And I analyzed that. That was one of the most popular posts that I've done recently. Of, <laughs> um, of course, because he was enthralled in that very nutty trial. Yes. Injuries are always incredibly accurate. Where your hand is injured um, tells a lot about what it is you need to pay attention to in your life right now fascinating. So you've (laughs) cut yourself while slicing tomatoes. You know, it's summertime, they're ripe. Slicing tomatoes, ouch. Oh, wow. The chakras exist on the fingers. Um, There's a proxy for your chakras on the fingers. I've cut myself on my third chakra in my my ring finger, strangely, while slicing something. Oh, that's, what does it mean to have my power center, my center, my my center, my, my power in my ego, in my personal life. And so we can start to look at how that shows up for you and I can help people understand that. And it's everything happening for a reason, as you were yes, saying, happening right. for you. So I want to ask, how often would you recommend people get a reading? At least annually. People come to me every six months. But to even to do a quick like 30-minute reading or I do tarot readings also, and sometimes I can do that for palmistry, um, to just do a checkup on your hand gesture, like what's up with my hand gesture and how's that going? That is a lot of fun for people to do. Big check-in. Mm-hmm. So how can our listeners learn more about you and book a session? If you Google search Seattle Palm Reader, I'm number one on Google. Oh. So that's like all you <laughs> need to remember. That says be. a lot. Yeah. All you need to remember is Seattle Palm Reader and just do a Google search. You'll find me, James Devine. But if you want to find my website, you can go to thedivinehand.com and it's easy. You just find, you can look at my schedule before you book. You can look at my calendar. It's easy. Read all about me. <laughs> well, thanks again for yes, being here. Yes, thank today. you so much. So fun. You can clearly tell the depth of your readings by the depth of you. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Eric, our amazing producer, and you, the listener, as well as KKNW, Timber Country, and Cape Town Zone Radio. 
Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil, anywhere you can find podcasts. And love the show? Let us know. Follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram and tell your friends. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 p.m. Every second Sunday on KBKW and on Zone Radio for more Go Beyond the Veil, where we we make make spiritual spiritual sense. sense.